here woodsy shredder kicking things off here on the josh potter show welcome friends guess what this weekend friday and saturday nights i will be in las vegas wise guys comedy club please to be buying your freaking tickets i hope a lot of people come on out to las vegas this weekend beyond that just uh springtime stuff gonna be in huntsville alabama gonna be in washington dc nashville all these things, just go over to the Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or Twitter at J underscore Potter, and you'll find links to all the tickets. Other than that, make sure you're on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the Josh Potter show, twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter, all ways to consume me. And I hope you do. Today we have a very wonderful guest. I'm so excited she's here. She is a writer, a comedian, an actress. Ladies and gentlemen, big round of applause. For Sovereign Sire, everybody. I hear it in my head all the time, so. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Clap louder than that. I'll, I'll do it under the like table. On the Usually wall. we have two people here, but it makes for a louder applause. How are you? Please plug everything before we begin. Uh, I have a history podcast called Ill Repute, and Ooh. we cover uh, transgressive people of all types, and I co-host it with my friend Ella Darling. It's a really fun time. You can check it out anywhere you pod. We're on YouTube as well, but that's not really a kind of our main. Our main thing is the audio. But. What's transgressive mean? Uh, queer people, <laughs> oh, criminals. Uh, oh, we I kind see. of it's ill repute, so we try to focus on people that maybe were maligned or ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells. Yes, just <laughs> kind of other in some way. So sometimes it's true crimey, and then okay. sometimes it's um, it's definitely like history. And then sometimes we'll do just general topics. So we did borderline personality disorder and like mm. the history of it. Just so it's I mean, it's our it's our podcast and we, we talk about whatever we want. That's true. Yeah, but, we can do whatever. Like, that's the thing about these things. We can talk yeah. about whatever the hell we want. Was there a favorite subject that you've had? Um, I think the one that's done the best and has been the most popular, we went viral on TikTok for it, was one on Sharbat Gula, who was the um, Afghan girl. On oh, the cover of National Geographic, the very the eyes, yeah, yeah, yes. super iconic. A lot of people don't know the backstory of that, and then like what happened to her afterwards. Was she hot, or was it just eyes? Was it eye eye uh, propaganda? Well, she was twelve. Oh, my bad. So I don't know. <laughs> see what happens she, no, when you she cover was beautiful. them up. She's beautiful. She's a very beautiful young girl. You know. Um, well, the story is the the guy was just like a a photojournalist trying to like break in, and he was sort of the dashing explorer guy. And he was in India, and he heard that Russia had invaded Afghanistan, and there was like now a refugee crisis going on in Pakistan, and he was like. Let me go check it out. So he disguised himself as an Afghan and crossed the border and found this refugee camp and heard some laughter coming out of a tent. And it was a tent that was being used for like a girl's school. And like out came this girl with these crazy eyes. And he was like, I've got to get this photo. So talked to her teacher, like took her to the side in the tent, shot her picture like against a green curtain and then like stuffed the film in his sock and like smuggled it out. Wow. And then it became 
like this it's it's now considered they've they've said it's their most iconic recognizable magazine cover for of all sure. time yeah i could see that for sure i uh yeah. i just thought it was it'd be interesting if like that wasn't even her eyes they just kind of like photoshopped <laughs> them in there well what's interesting is the way that they i they went to go find her again after we after uh, 9-11 when mm-hmm. we were in Afghanistan again so it was kind of timely oh I see I see and so the photographer and National Geographic we're, we're gonna we're gonna find this girl now that she's you know a woman now she's 18 <laughs> <laughs> I mean not far off yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah. like because I think that definitely was like the interest but um so several women were like oh that was me <laughs> And the way they identified her was through a new software technology that had been developed for military use for identifying people at border crossings, which is iris recognition software. Wow. So they they literally matched her by her irises because there were several claimants to the throne. Um, Interesting. So people were like, it's like a Cinderella thing. They were like, those are my eyes. Yeah. And they were like, no, the uh, glass slipper, a.k.a iris recognition doesn't uh, fit i didn't realize that irises are are like fingerprints i didn't realize that i wonder if uh the military would be able to get me i don't even know that i have an iris in this eye they took my lens out so i don't know if the iris is still there oh so you're like you're like i could be off the grid yeah you know, like in minority report like when the little <laughs> spiders crawl on your face <laughs> yes. to check your eyes i don't know that they'd be able to get me i think that one was retina which i definitely am lacking retinas <laughs> there's holes in them good luck military getting me down the road i'll tell you what that's interesting though it's so funny that you said that too like it was kind of like when she turned remember when it was like so creepy when people would be like the olsen twins we've got like there was like morning radio shows that would yeah. be like we have a countdown to the olsen twins turning 18 only two more years you're like this is gross yeah <laughs> why are we yeah. doing this that was yeah. like a huge thing for i'm glad people have stopped doing yeah. that kind of thing with in some ways shame shaming has been effective it has like been, in yeah. some ways like it, it really has like it the is fact weird. that there was no shaming for the kind of thing it was like oh boy we got a countdown clock going here for and then there would be like celebrations of them there were like magazines and stuff like yeah. that i remember the olsen twins specifically but there were probably many others i feel like i saw one for um Angelina Jolie's daughter recently. Oh, really? She yeah. has a daughter. I didn't even know she had a daughter. She Shiloh, I think. Shiloh. Like, I, I'm not a big celebrity. Like, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, you know, I've fallen off. It used to be so easy to consume pop culture, and now I'm having a very difficult time. Maybe because the venues have moved to TikTok and things like that, so I'm kind of like struggling in that regard, like keeping up on uh, all the different things. But yeah, I mean, uh, that was always something that I found wildly creepy yeah. uh but i the le- the first time i ever saw you perform you opened for mark Marin. oh you've seen me before <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> and i know you've done it since then you've worked with Marin. that's like a yeah. guy i've never even had i see him at the comedy store all of the time and i've never had a conversation with him he doesn't he's not like a warm guy to go up to and speak oh. within my uh okay but here's the thing but i'm here's not saying the thing. that's bad he has, he's has no fucking boundaries oh really so if you just walk up to him and start talking he he won't stop it i always felt like he would hate <laughs> that no no he thinks he does interesting he, he's a good friend we've been friends for like a decade well like, i uh, uh, i bring that up because i i once wrote to him an email when i was 24 years old so this is like 15 years ago, probably. Okay. 
And uh, this is a good thing. I was moving, I was in morning radio and I was moving from Buffalo to Cleveland and I was scared. Yeah. So I never lived outside of my hometown before. So I wrote him an email and he like sent me something that like resonated with me my entire life. And I've never like read it before. Yeah, you should read it. So I, I was going to share it with you. Let me see if I can find it here. I just had it up and now I lost it. It's from 2011. So that's why it's so far away. I'm trying, I'm like scrolling down to the bottom of my. That's of my so cool that he wrote you back. Yeah. And like not too long after either. Like I wrote him a very long email that I, I don't need to read the whole thing about it. It just basically says like that I'm freaked out. It told him my situation. An extraordinarily long email, by the way, that I wrote to Mark Marin. And he wrote back that day, like minutes later. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I was always like very happy about it. And I just like uh, I'll read his aspect of it because it was very matter of fact. And, you know, like I said, I was all like, boo hoo, I'm moving. You know, I had no idea. What was going on. Yeah. He goes, uh, you know, about me being scared. He's like, dude, it's natural. Moving is stressful, scary shit on all levels. Once you get there and figure out where to put your stuff and where to sit and who you're working with and where to get coffee and where the people you want to hang out with are hanging out, you're going to be fine. Scary shit. It's normal. Just get organized and do one thing at a time and make the transition as smooth as possible. You're on your own, buddy. It's a fact. <laughs> know it. You'll get through it. Marin. Sent from a Blackberry. Oh, my God. That's how August 27th, 2011. I wish I had like the time codes on here to see exactly like how many minutes later he wrote that to me. But that was I always thought that I mean, I've literally carried that with me through every move. Since yeah. then, but yeah, that, I just wanted to. He could be, I thought like, that was a good be, excuse to share it. He can be really good at like Advice. in times of in times of real distress because he's never phased. Mm. Like he, I don't want to say it's like he doesn't have empathy, but it's like he doesn't get too caught up in coddling. Yes, he's just immediately like, all right, like this is how it is. Yes, and sometimes you need someone to to be that person that doesn't get too wrapped up in your bullshit. Sure. You it know? seems like he's weathered and callous to things that like, especially at that time, I was like overly sensitive about. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I thought that was uh, something that, I mean, I, I again, I have no, other than like, hey, what's up, man? Like those types of interactions. Yeah. I Meanwhile, I've been sitting here going like, you wrote me an email one time like, uh, over a decade ago that really stood out to me. <laughs> you know? I think I think he would love to hear that. I, I I mean, as someone that gets emails and things like that, when people reach out to me mm. and say, for me, it's even as simple as someone, like I was at a, a comedy show as a, just watching and the waitress came up to me and she started doing my material to me. Really? From like, she'd been at one of my shows and like she remembered two it. years previous and the the joke had resonated with her enough that she like it was something she could recall like that. Yeah, that's tough to and do like, with a man, waitress. Like that's that's like that just feels good. It's like For oh, sure. like something about that was re- like stayed with you. Like it just was something you you know. Yeah, and, like, especially someone like that who watches comedy every day at work and like probably zones most of it out. The fact that she could recite things to you is pretty. Crazy. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. But like I get emails sometimes from people too, like because. Like after I did I did WTF, um, I got like four or five emails from people that were 
just like, oh, I had similar experiences mm. or I went through similar things or hearing you talk about X, Y, Z made me feel. And that always feels good. Yeah. Like, you, yeah does anyone come just, up to you later in life and been like, you really helped me uh, years ago? And you're like, wow, I can't even remember. I didn't remember that. I, well, <laughs> there was one person. Uh, they'll probably watch this because they were like a super fan. But Ooh, apparently. Welcome, I, super fan. Apparently. Um, I was, I have no memory of this, but apparently I was doing a show. They showed up and like, they're like, I'm a huge fan. Da, 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 da. It was like, oh, great. And apparently, thank you past me. Apparently <laughs> I was very nice. Yeah. And then it was time for me to go up. And apparently I turned to them and said, hey, can you hold my purse? <laughs> and they were like. Were they backstage or something? No, I was just, I, like, cause I, like, I don't, I'm not necessarily like a green room person. Oh, okay. Like I, I, I kind of like to go just like be in the crowd and kind of see how it feels and kind of. So you I just like, had a random person in the crowd hold your purse for you. Well, they had come up and they're like, oh, I'm a huge fan. Like they oh, knew okay. who I was and all this kind of stuff. And like, I was chatting with them a little bit and I guess it was time for me to go up. But I was like, oh, here, can you watch? Can you just like wash my purse while I go do my set real quick? And like. They they said something like years later. <laughs> they're, they're like oh. they're like at this one show, and I was like no memory of this like at all. <laughs> but I was relieved to know that past me was a nice lady. Sure, <laughs> yeah, that's nice to know. <laughs> and was gracious and uh, made them feel like very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want the opposite of that coming yeah. up. Like you were a complete bitch to me. Well, if you read that, like, if you're a woman online and you read the comments, like, oh sure, you, you would imagine that everyone hates you. <laughs> No, I've seen it uh, happen a few times for people. I mean, even if you're a guy, sometimes it depends on the circumstances. But like, yeah, the comments usually aren't the place to go. It's the face to face interaction, which probably rarely does it ever happen where someone comes up to you and expresses their dislike for you. Yeah. You know, that doesn't usually occur unless it does for the only time I've ever had anything like that was it wasn't even like a full heckle. I like but I said one of my jokes and then someone yelled out hack. What? And I went, I was like, I'm sorry. Are there 50 other comics that used to suck dick for a living? Yeah. <laughs> like, hack how, bitch? Yeah, there's like, only like three. Hack how? Like, well, exactly. Yeah. It's like there's Aaliyah Janine, Sylvia Sage. Um, and it's, it's the only ones I know. Like, I don't, I don't want to offend any sex worker comics that I, I don't mention. I just am not that on social media. So sure. I just I just haven't seen your shit. Right. But I know that you're hilarious and you're fucking good at your job and you are enough and you are worthy and you do belong here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what a nice broad statement to make in case well, maybe it, they're not. <laughs> it's hard enough to do stand up as a female, but sure. to do it as a female that comes out of such a stigmatized industry. Yes. Is like it's I I Older female comics, so cool to me. And Mm -hmm. I think that's because they were dropped in the shit. Like when they started doing stand-up, like they were dropped in the shit. They were doing it in like the 80s and the 90s when -hmm. it was just like super misogynistic and fucked up. Or the 2000s. Yeah. Like, uh, and so they've always been really like, oh yeah, you need help, you need tips, you need this, you need that. Like you got it. Because I think that they think it's funny Mm -hmm. that someone that is like the butt of the joke has now gotten on stage is telling and you. is like spewing it back. Yeah. And so I think they, they just enjoy kind of like seeing male comics squirm a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, almost every comic has at least one like porn joke or dead hooker joke or 
<laughs> something, you know? It's my whole like, act. You can like, eat nuts. <laughs> so, like, when they see you're on the show, like, I can tell which ones do because you can see them get visibly uncomfortable because they know they have something in their set. I see. That would be offensive. They just weren't counting on someone like me being in the audience. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's been kind of, like, I haven't had comics, like, give me too much shit, but comedy consumers that I know right. have absolutely never watched any of my sets or been to any of my shows. Right. Like they're just offended at the idea that someone coming from that industry like thinks they can do it. And it's like, like that I think I can stand on stage and be stared at. I think like, that they do that. Honestly, <laughs> like those types of people don't even need the excuse that maybe you did pornography before. It's like, they just see a woman and they do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, like I, I for like my podcast and my social media, um, my older brother is the one that actually reads through the comments and like lets me know if there's anything that I need to go say thank you. Yeah. Or and he, he'll just get rid of like nasty shit mm. because like after it's like 10 years of being a woman online, it's just. It, like it'll it's depressing yeah for it's sure. depressing but that, like yeah. once 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 i was like i'm not reading the comments i have someone doing it they'll flag me if like something significant is yeah, happening there's there. something that they want you to see or whatever yeah you know and so and he's really good about sending me like positive mm -hmm. stuff i always thought it was like, interesting like the idea of having done sex work stuff and then doing comedy like I remember one time I did a show at a casino. It was like me and Big J and I was opening the show and they told me to be PG and they told Big J he could be rated R. And we were like, <laughs> what are these fucking ratings? <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Like, is Big J like rated R is like, so that means he we're just talking. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we're just saying words and sentences. It's not like he's going to take his dick out or something you know what i mean and make right. it rated x so like what's beyond rated r when it comes to just speaking but like i'm thinking i always thought comparing the two like it, they're similar in in the sense where it's like one is you're exposing your body and you're showing like you know sexual acts or what have you and then in another turn you're just like exposing the wild thoughts that you have so it's yeah. like a different sort of exposing something and some people yeah aren't comfortable with the like speaking and the in the public exp exposition of like of your thoughts do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah versus your body and vice versa like some people can go i could go up and like talk to a crowd for however many hours and not feel uncomfortable about any of the things that i say but when it comes to like you know if i were to like have sex on camera i don't know how much i would be able to be comfortable with versus not you know you'd probably be fine I've, if you I've if you can do stand up because because <laughs> I've had this conversation with people before it, that um, I think that sex pornography in particular and stand up are very similar and that they're probably the two most like contra like confrontational mm. um, art forms. It, it, they they are the most inherently kind of dangerous in mm -hmm. terms of one comes with a stigma and then if jokes don't land or something like that, you know, like they call it bombing or dying for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Because it yeah. feels like fucking dying. Like, like bombing the, always the seemed like it was on the offensive. <laughs> <laughs> the, the it's funny you're going to be in Las Vegas because the word, like the, 
I've I've bombed a couple times where I walked away. Like I've done a lot of meh sets, yeah. but times where I like just ate shit. Mm-hmm. There's there's like two that stand out, Ooh. and so one was in Las Vegas, and it was at um like a weed store. Ooh, those are tough. Because here, so never do stand up for people that are high. Yeah, that's tough because there's all a delay like, on the laugh track. Uh-huh. You get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, because it, t- it takes it takes like an extra like three seconds for them to register what you just said. And even if they think it's hilarious, their laughs are going to be subdued because they're high. Yeah, but you uh, think they would be like <laughs> they're not. Trust me, I've done like in Toronto. I did like a weed place like way, 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 way back when, and it was just like you'd say a joke and it would be delayed. But also it would be subdued, you know? Yeah. What was the other one that you had? So the other one was at the Stratosphere. Oh, my God. The Strat. Not um, a great place I think to it was, bomb. I think it's called like LA Comedy Club. Yes. That's the name of the joint inside. Friend of a friend hooked it up. Uh, I go up and I'm me. Mm. I'm a I'm sex, like, former sex worker. So like I'm very liberal. I'm sure. very, like my politics are very... Very progressive. Okay. And uh, and I get up and it is the gun convention and <laughs> the concrete and ironworks convention. Oh, nice. So I am before an audience of middle-aged, very white, mm-hmm. uh, conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's very clear. Union right? guys. And I'm go- and I'm going like, okay, like Oh, all right. look at this little lady. Let's see what she's got to say. And I, like and I'm like and here's what's here's what's kind of endearing about it. I go up, I'm doing my material. It's just it's just so far left mm-hmm. of where they're at, but they're union guys. And union guys do respect a worker. Yes. So like what was even crazier was like I was bombing and they were trying to help. Like oh, they were tr- like cute. the audience was like trying to like <laughs> produce laughs that just like were, and like it was so awkward and weird. And I knew I knew it was bad because when I got off the stage and like walked to the comics table, the comics were all already standing up. Oh. And they were like, this fucking crowd sucks. Oh, that's like, and yeah, it, it's like it's like <laughs> it's like the, when other comics feel the need to like take care of you. Yeah, <laughs> like, the supportiveness like, afterwards. Like that's when you know it was really bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so funny about the union people. Like, is there's no sex workers union? Is there? There is. Um, there's a strippers union in San Francisco. So oh, that's they're cool. like the Mitchell brothers. I think. I think. Uh, unionized i feel like in the 2000s there was like a big push and then like the strip clubs in san francisco unionized Mm. so that people could get like days off and sick leave and not have to pay like weird stage fees and then there is supposedly a porn union but it's it's not and then but there is APAC. I was actually I was very briefly vice president of APAC, which is the Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. So it's not a union, mm. but it is uh, all performers are on the board and they meet monthly to kind of discuss like issues, especially things like legislation that might be coming down the pipeline oh, yeah, that's aimed sure. at trying to curtail like our livelihoods. Yeah, or things with like payment processors or. Uh, like the stuff that went on with uh, Pornhub and and minors and like like when yeah. issues like that arise, it's kind of like we'll kind of talk about it and then 
We'll do like like calls to action kind of. It's more of like a legislative branch than it is. Uh... It's well, it's it's like it's an advocacy committee. Yes. It's, it's like and then we have um, uh, FSC, which is the the Free Speech Coalition, which is has been around since. I'm bad at this. They've been around since I think like the 80s or 90s, which is like when the first. Like when Tipper Gore was like railing against. I uh, think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when the first kind of uh, things came up and oh, founded in 1991. Yeah. Boom. So I think it was the Free Speech Coalition and I feel like AIM were formed at the same time. And AIM was um, the a medical facility that was like just for performers to get tested and stuff. And that was formed after um, the AIDS outbreak, the HIV outbreak, the very, the first one, this performer named Mark Wallace that uh, fudged his test. He knew he was positive and like worked with multiple people. And so when that happened, AIM was like, they formed AIM, which was like one clinic you would go to to get tested. Everyone's results were like in the same database. You couldn't fudge them. You couldn't, do whatever and then at the same time um i think fsc like those things all happened kind of at the same time because that created obviously a a huge panic sure that was and uh anti-porn legislation was like aids (laughs) that's yeah we've been waiting for this low-hanging fruit yeah yeah yeah. yeah. any excuse and what an excuse to come up with there yeah it was like for sure like like you, this is a horrible industry yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. it needs to be regulated and shut down and we need to bring OSHA. And so AIM and FSC were both kind of formed to regulate and um, address those issues. Mm, I see. And, and we did. Like after AIM was formed, like our testing protocols, like we're at the, like the top. Like yeah. the, the tests that we have now are sensitive enough to detect infection like within seven days. Yeah. Um, the cleanest ladies out there. Yeah. And so there wasn't like another scare like that since AIM was formed. And then FSC, I feel like every year there's some new legislation coming down the pipeline that's trying to impact um, people doing legal sex work. Interesting. You know? uh, well, it's like like porn is a like we're I call us like we're extra legal. Like we're yeah, not yeah, yeah. we're not illegal. No, sure. But we're not exactly legal either. Right, right. So we, we're in this weird gray area and they just keep trying to make that area like smaller and smaller mm. and smaller because what they want is, and by they, I mean uh, Christian conservative. Uh, yeah. The political parties. Jesus like, people. Yeah, the Jesus <laughs> peeps. Um, the, the same people that brought you QAnon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, were, <laughs> that were telling you that like five million children go missing every year in the United States to sex trafficking. <laughs> and it's like, that would be like, yeah, that would be like number. a virgin soil event. <laughs> that would be like the fucking plague yeah. every year. Yeah. Like, we would have noticed. Mm-hmm. For sure. People would have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's yeah. a few don't get me wrong yeah but not five million that's crazy yeah talk. like trafficking does happen but it's not happening on porn sets and it's not happening with street right. corner pimps it's uh sadly sadly uh statistically it is usually a family member right that uh traffics a young person yes and a lot of missing children are custody disputes mm. so like they're, they just kind of get so, but they like, lo- the they like they like log it all in as like these are all abducted children. It's like majority of it are like are custodial battles, sure, you know, 
And then people that are trafficked, generally it's by a family member or like a family friend or something like that. Like right. it's, it's part of a larger cycle generally of like poverty or like other things that is going on in a person's life. Sure. So there's a lot of things to fix before getting rid of all the people that are legally, <laughs> yeah, doing that are legally engaging in consensual <laughs> activity. Like, you know, um, and, and what people really don't recognize is that especially with OnlyFans now, you know, um, porn is is not the profession it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I I came in in 2011 and they were talking about the Sasha Gray effect, which is it's the first time we've had girls coming in that like wanted to be porn stars like from the jump. Right. And what I witnessed was, so when I came in, me and some other people were really strong on using the term sex work to dismantle like the respectability uh, hierarchy. Oh, so sex work makes it more in your, like I always thought the word sex work made it seem more laborious um, or like uh, well, less fun, I guess you could say. Well, so the reason, okay. So the reason I have, I have my quibbles with sex work, but for the most part, I think it's good. Okay. Um, the term, the term sex work. I, so, um, there's a respectability hierarchy, and that that kind of happens in every industry. But there would be, you know, um, like a, a, a full service sex work working, like the host role, right? Mm-hmm. Would be like the lowest, and then the highest would be like a cam girl that never touches anyone, right? Okay. And then you have this like scale in between of like who thinks they're better than the other one, right? Right, right, right. And. A, a bunch of us as as kind of advocates and just people in the industries were recognizing, hey, this is like problematic because one, the people you're saying have the least value are also the ones that are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, like if we all came together under the same umbrella, we would have a lot more leverage politically to mm. get rights. And sex work, the reason that term was chosen was because what we were trying to get people to see was to see what we were doing as a site of labor and that because labor deserves protections sure and guarantees mm-hmm. right and so we're like if you see this as legitimate labor then it's easier to get to a place of like harm reduction wage protection uh Shit like that, yeah, right. Like so, we're the the point was to get people. The reason to, those iron to, workers were resonating with you, <laughs> they were. Like, I mean, like it, it really is kind of. Yeah. There is a cross section. Like I found that the people that are the weirdest to me are um, kind of kind of the demographic of like white male comics yeah yeah yeah. like kind of come from middle class backgrounds view themselves as being like liberal maybe a little edge lordy but like mm-hmm. just for fun you know? sure, yeah yeah and that but, little winky face edge lordy <laughs> but like when 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 i've done shows in in places like milwaukee or or like chicago and stuff um i found that those audiences are actually very like because they all feel like whores yeah. Like, like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, like they understand what it is to like do a job that can be fucking not fun sometimes. Sure. And, and, and is also like socially not as respected sure. as, as other jobs. Like plumbers are like, have to go through a huge process and they make good money and they're in unions and all of this stuff. 
But like, it's still looked as like a menial profession because it's like you're using your hands. I always thought that was funny. Growing up, you know, like, I guess in the 90s or whatever, it was always like, oh, uh, you know, you don't want to grow up and be a garbage man. And I was now I look back, I go, I wish I grew up to be a fucking garbage man. Are you kidding me? They make a bazillion dollars and they're in like they can retire when they're fucking, you know, 55 or whatever. Like, what was I trying to be a uh, English mate? I mean, like what else? I don't understand like why education was thrusted to this like lofty thing. Meanwhile, like blue, like, you know, being a welder, being uh, a garbage man, being something that's in a union or whatever. Uh, blue collar job those are like paying pretty good money yeah and no one told me that growing up at all so yeah i would change the tune now i guess uh, things are changing where yeah. it's being less emphasized uh to go to college and maybe go do a, a trade of yeah. some kind well i was so i um i was a, a ta in grad school and so i was teaching english one and I ended up teaching an essay called um college is a waste of time and money nice so I, I was teaching like critical thinking and it was this essay that I think that had been written in like the 70s or 80s um, where this person just broke down like when college was worth it. Mm. And so they're talking about if you want to be an accountant, then you should go to college. If you want to be an attorney, then you should go to college. If you want to be a medical doctor, go to college, right? Uh, If you want to be a writer, Right. You don't need to do that. And then they talked about, but let's say you want to be a business person or this or that. If you went and took out a bank loan, right? And they it was like a study that they did where people that had foregone college and then took out loans to start a business and then people that went to college and had taken out student loans in similar amounts. Mm -hmm. When they caught up with them 10 years later, the person that had taken out the money to like start their own business was almost always doing financially better mm-hmm. than the person that had gone through school. And like I taught that and then the next week I lost three students. <laughs> <laughs> like I got I got three emails over the next week. One decided to go to fire to be a fireman. Nice. Another one decided to leave and join the Navy and become an officer. Wow. And then the third one, I think, just was like, I, I just need to think about what I really want out of life. And uh, and then you got I'd, fired. No. <laughs> I did not. Hey, that uh, when you're working at a university like that, it's too classy of a job for you to get fired. They oh, just They just decide not to renew uh, your contract. We're not going to have you back uh, after you had lost some students. Well, it was kind of like, it was my own fault. Because I was in grad school. No, you did a you did a get, service to for get an students. MFA, and I think what I projected onto my students was like my own. You were trying to tell yourself my own ennui yeah. of like of like is this like do I need this or am I just scared to like just start? Yeah, you know, and I was just scared to start. Sure. So I ended up I ended up leaving grad school uh, all but thesis. Mm. <laughs> like I just like walked out and just never came back. I didn't even finish the undergrad part, so I don't even know what gets what happens when you get up that high for sure. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to you by one of my favorite apps on my entire telephone. It is the Game Time app, friends. Make sure you download it. It came in handy for me just recently. I went to uh, the only time the Buffalo Sabers 
came come to Los Angeles. They come once a year out of all the 80 games in all the NHL season. They come to Los Angeles once and boy, oh boy, thank God for the game time app because they gave me some lightning deals on tickets and I got to sit in the premier seats. I didn't even know the crypto.com arena had these seats and I got a special deal on premier seats where like the waitress came up and everything and they cost very little money that you would expect. I mean, it was very affordable as a matter of fact buying tickets for a concert a game an event it can be so stressful just ask the thousands of people who are tailgating in the parking lot for taylor swift's eras tour uh this past year and coming up if they'd use the game time app Maybe they could have found the perfect seats at the perfect price. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer last-minute deals like I found at the Crypto.com arena there for the Sabres game. And they have the insane price, uh, best price guarantee, which I'll tell you about in a second. Uh, the game time guarantee promises that if you find tickets in the same section and row elsewhere for less game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. There it is right there. And like I said, I was just going on there looking for some cheap tickets. I thought, I don't know this, who wants to go see the Sabres other than me. So I thought maybe they'd be like extra cheap. And uh, they were on the game time app in the premier seats. It's pretty unbelievable with game time. You're getting complete peace of mind. They'll even show you the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what you're paying for and what to expect. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use code Potter for $20 off your first purchase terms apply again, create an account, redeem code P O T T E R for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I wanted to ask also, mm-hmm. since this show, right now people are waiting. I'm glad we made them wait this long because <laughs> they're waiting for me to address the fact that the Buffalo Bills have lost uh, in the playoffs. Are you a sports fan at all? I'm not, but my boyfriend yeah. loves sports. Like, what does he love? Lot. What sports? He loves basketball Do- okay. and he loves football. Does he make you watch? He doesn't make me watch. Not make you, but... It's does it bleed out into your relationship at all? Um, I love I love that he, there's something he loves. So that's great. So See? when he when he puts on a game, I just um I put on like my noise canceling headphones and nice. I. Oh no! Like I just like sometimes I'll sit and watch with him and like he'll ex- he'll explain stuff to me if I ask. Um, and if it's like a really important game, I'll be like, "Why is it important?" And some, if he if he explains it in the right way, I, I get invested. I'm good at explaining the drama, and I think women relate to that. Yeah, like like there was one where it was like it was like they were playing in the snow recently. Yes, and it was like and, the it, and, I was, City and then I was like, "Holy shit!" You know. Yeah. Um, does he have a specific team that he's a fan of? The 49ers. All right, so they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> and the Golden State Warriors. Okay, that's good. Those are those yeah, are two good really good teams yeah. to root for. So um so by default. I did learn a lesson though, which is I was wearing he has a bunch of baseball caps mm-hmm. and I grabbed one one day to like go for a walk. Uh oh. And <laughs> it was a it was a Golden State hat. And I was like Oh, this is an invitation for men to talk to me. This is oh, this is, is this is what men view as a conversation starter. Huh. Is that <laughs> like, true? Did they did they then Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. was, and I was like, why is every fucking guy trying to start shit with me? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then I got home and he was like, 
Oh, it's because you're wearing the Warriors cap. They had, that, was, like, that, was, that was their in. Their in was like, oh, she likes sports. All right, I got an in. Steph Curry's looking pretty good this year. And you're like, why like, is this guy is, talking is to me I don't right know now. who that is. What the hell are they bringing up Draymond Green for all the time, <laughs> these guys? I like that name. There's a, I can't remember his name now, but there is, I think it's like Stephen White or something. There's a basketball player. He's very tall. Mm. Um, and he's kind of known for his sportsmanship. Like, okay. and like, there's all these TikTok videos of him where he's like crashing and people are getting hurt and he's like <laughs> stopping to like help them. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, basketball is my distant fourth sport. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, I did, I did want to like, I've just been despondent. Like, here's the thing. Like, and I don't know if you noticed this about, uh, your boyfriend at all, but like when the Bills lost, I had, the entire audience basically reaching out to me to tell me sorry, things like that. But there's also people who like to make jokes. And it's not a joking time for me, to be quite honest, when the bill, I literally just detach. There are people that like will text me things and maybe I'm taking it. But it's like when this happens, when the Bills lose in the playoffs in such fashion, missing a field goal the last second, I just, you know, I unplug. I don't even want to talk about it. I didn't even talk about it last week on the show for that reason, you know, because I've become just sort of, and I don't know if that's a red flag for women or what. I don't, I, I, I don't understand the thing with like women and men and sports. Cause like I said, you is know, it cause it's a thing that takes attention away perhaps. I think it's, I, I think it might just be that it's maybe something that it's harder for us to get invested in. Not all women. I know a lot of women that love sports, mm-hmm. um, Me but, too. I think that if you haven't kind of been raised with it. Right. And so you don't understand the history, the rules of the game, the strategy, the gameplays, like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's like it's like jumping into season 26 of the yes. world's most complicated soap opera, right? Of it's course. like so so it's I think it just it just feels kind of like I I I, I don't have a way in cuz like right. I, it's like there's I have to know so much other stuff about the history of the team, the yes. coaches, the players. I feel like, that way about that a lot stuff. of, uh, what is it? Uh, I feel that way about, uh, you know, when I when someone's watching a television show and everyone's talking about it, I'm like, it's too far gone. I can't possibly yeah. jump in. The Marvel movies, I don't know what the fuck's going on Me with either. those things, you yeah. know? But um, let's play the sports song so we can yes. play a couple s- beep, stories beep, here. Beep, 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 beep. So, the Bills lost, and now the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers are in the Super Bowl. And I don't, I'm not even, I don't even want to watch the Super Bowl this year. It's like the first time in a long time that I've just not wanted to watch it. And it has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. If anything, Taylor Swift is the reason I'll watch it. Yeah. You know, because she's making something special happen there. And uh, there's all these people who are like shitting all over her, whatever, like man, like she's ruining football. I think it's helping. The Chiefs have been in the AFC championship game and the Super Bowl majority of the last decade. And I'm already annoyed with them. Let Taylor Swift come watch the fucking game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> well, I, th- I think <laughs> I think there's a certain part of like when men hate on women and it's always a certain kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I think she's taking unnecessary flack from men who have, like me, had their teams lose to the Chiefs. Because every time 
you know, if you're a Dolphins fan and they lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs, or if you're a Ravens fan, every time the Chiefs score a touchdown, they go to her and and it just rubs it in your face. Well, I think I think there's a certain subset of guys that don't kind of. I don't think they're gay, but I think they they get they're <laughs> like they like they want to are <laughs> like they want to be yes like that guy's the one that guy's like hugging and talking to and being close with and yeah. like you know what I mean like and so like they see her and they're like. I want, like, I want to have that relationship with him. Right? Like, I, I want to have that. I want Travis like, Kelsey to fuck me. I want Travis Kelsey to to, to know who I am and, and be looking at me. Like, you know, it's the same thing when guys get mad at girls that are like gold diggers. And it's yeah. like, no, because what you wish is that you could just with your dick. Yeah. Like, make a life happen. Sure. <laughs> like, like, you're jealous. Like, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. hate her. You Like, you want to... Be her. You want to be her. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? But like I no, I it's like I also feel um as you know, having been there at the birth of social media and like we're seeing it kind of go through it, spin through its labor pains. Yeah. I I'm I'm hoping that we're finally getting to a place where we once again have some kind of empathy or compassion or sympathy for people and like my whole thing is like just like the world just like shits on this girl constantly like just let her have a fucking boyfriend yeah you know like just let her have a normal mundane banal experience yes like you know well listen to this story from cody because you were talking about the chiefs game when there was snow you were mentioning the snow Mm -hmm. game that game was like I think it got down to minus 20 some degrees that day in Kansas City. Didn't some City. of the players get frostbite? Oh, I'm sure of it. Like, but I in some I saw people, it. so people went to that game and the NFL did a good job of like, you know, making sure there was heating stations for people that were like just sitting in the stands watching yeah. it and things like that. So Cody sent in this story and this has been a kind of a big story uh, for the last week or so. Uh, friends and family are looking for answers after the frozen bodies of three friends were found in the backyard of another friend's home two days after they had gathered to watch the Kansas City Chiefs football game. So you're thinking like, are these people watching it outside? Maybe they wanted to feel what the players felt, the elements. They watched it outside with them. Maybe they watched it. Or were they like at a person's house that didn't let them in and they were like watching it through the window? Who knows what's happened here? Okay, so to get this clear. So they went to a friend's house. Yes, three friends. Three friends went to another friend's house. Another friend's house. Another friend's house. And then two days after the Mm -hmm. game was over... Those friends were found frozen to death in, in his the friend's backyard. Yes. So that's kind of like you go, huh? The fuck? What happened here? <laughs> exactly. So a Kansas City, Missouri homeowner said he had no knowledge of the tragedy that unfolded in his backyard earlier in the week. Foul play is not a suspect in the deaths of these three individuals. The Kansas City Department uh, or Police Department said friends and family of the three men said they had gathered at this friend's house to watch the Chiefs take on the Chargers on the night of January 7th. The men's bodies were found at 9.51 p.m. on January 9th after one man's fiance requested a welfare check article one man's body was found on the back porch of the home uh while the other two were just found in the backyard all apparently had frozen to death why wouldn't you leave i don't know 
This is looks <sighs> like you showed up to your friend's house, right? Right. And let's just say your friend was like being a dick and wouldn't let you in. Before I freeze to death, I'll go home, right? This is a neighborhood. Yeah. You showed well, up to the friend's uh, house. But were they drinking? Well, that's the thing that's like, this is where yeah. I get like, Cause that, what that, the hell was happening? Because how do three individuals just like, oh, shit, we can't get in or whatever the scenario is that brought them to being outside. What makes you go like, ah, just stand on the porch and freeze to death? Oh, oh because if it was colder than they were used to, right? Yeah. So uh, what happens when I was just watching a uh, true detective. Ooh, so they, so they, okay. they, like, they, ex- they explain this. Uh, so the way your body shuts down when, when you're freezing to death mm-hmm. is uh, it, it engages in a series of, of involuntary responses. And mm. what it registers to you like is falling asleep. Oh, so they were just like, like, I'm sleepy. I'm just going to take a nap here in the backyard. Well, so like, that's why, so like they have, you ever heard of the starlight tours? And so you know what that is? Mm -hmm. Okay. That it's like the same theory as like, like you get someone really drunk, someone or someone is really drunk and you put them outside. They're not going to register that they're freezing to death because they can't feel it. And then once the process of hypothermia has fully set in in the body, your late. organs go through a, a process that just tells you like, we're going to sleep now. <laughs> you know, Time for yeah. sleepies. Yeah. I, uh, okay, so you're going to go with they were drunk and perhaps didn't realize how cold it was. Yeah, okay. I would say. So let's see what this says here. But like, why uh, wouldn't the friend notice that there were three yeah. dead bodies in his backyard? My friends were supposed to come over for the game today. Weird. They're uh, not here. And then you just kind of like open the back porch and it's like, oh, there's Jeff dead on my porch. Uh, so there have not been any arrests or charges. No one is in custody of any kind. There are no specific threats or concerns for the surrounding community. It's not clear whether alcohol or drugs were a factor, said the toxicology reports. Uh, friends and family have expressed their concerns. This man was inside his home alive while my friends were dead in his yard for Lord knows how long. Someone wrote to Facebook. Weird place to go do investigative stuff. I always find, you know, when there's a crime or something, I love how we get reactions from Facebook. That's always the wildest thing. They were all hanging out since after the game Sunday. He knew people were looking for them. He read messages of people searching for them on Tuesday. The attorney representing the homeowner said his client had no idea his friends were dead until police knocked on his door. And that's it. That's such a mi- well, and nobody knows. I don't know. How so often- there's actually there's an update as of two hours ago oh. today. Oh my yeah. lord! It, they're still apparently officially ruling out foul play, but it says the bodies were found on the ninth when the game was on the seventh. So right, there's two a days little, later. Yeah, there's just time that doesn't fully add up and. They said it's not being invested, investigated as a homicide, but it seems like maybe the family and friends are agitating for that a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. like this guy who has the house, he's probably like, my deadbeat friends came over and got wasted during the game, and then he was like, they won't leave. And he probably threw them like, out the door in the backyard, and or, then that was I mean, the if I was, if I was going to get, like, here, here's a scenario I could imagine. Mm-hmm. You're watching the game. You're getting loaded. Yeah. Game's over. Mm-hmm. It's time to go, and your friends are like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna take off." They go out the back door. Maybe the friends uh, 
are loaded Mm -hmm. already and uh, they freeze out there. And for two days, this guy just doesn't go in his backyard because, sure. like, if it's really cold out and all this kind of stuff, he may have had no reason right. to, to go dog. outside for two days. Yeah. Which, I mean, having lived through a pandemic, we all know that that's totally possible. Oh, sure. I mean, there so, are times like, I, I don't even go out to my backyard ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, that's what I was going to ask. I was, like, I was like, how often do you go out to your backyard? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, And that's true. Like, if, say, he's getting drunk, too, maybe he just, like, passed out on his couch or went upstairs and his friends are like, I'm going to have a smoke. And then they lock themselves out the door. Oh yeah. But at the same time, again, it's like, if I went to my friend's house, I don't know. I'd have a car. I'd have like a phone. <laughs> Something's good. Something seems amiss here. Like it's not like they were in the wilderness. Yeah. But you know how men are. <laughs> like I guess we could chalk it up to like they were just dudes. I mean, that, but like that's how men are. Yeah, they're like, just like I'm gonna brave it. One day, my boyfriend he woke up and like his wrist hurt. He's he's a he's an artist. He's a, a painter. And uh, his his he woke. He's like, oh my wrist really. And I was like, oh you should you should um take an ibuprofen. It's like an <laughs> anti-inflammatory. It'll like you, it's, your tendons probably probably have a little carpal tunnel going on. He's like, no no it's fine. And I was like, <laughs> or or maybe. It's not. Or or you could, you know, and like, this is how I, I got him to take the ibuprofen. I was like, okay, I understand you can hang with the pain, <laughs> but hear me out. If you have an inflammation going on and then you keep working that tendon, right? Now you're going to make it worse. Mm. And that inflammation's really bad for you. So if you can reduce that inflammation, you can at least stop the stress from being ongoing. And he was like, you're right. And then he took one. And then like an hour later, he was like, it's like, Matt, thank you for making me take that. I don't know like why I didn't want to. <laughs> he was like, I feel way better. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what that is. I think there's like, it's not even like being a guy. I don't know. It's like uh, an aversion to doctors of some kind. Maybe guys just have that inherently. Like I've had this like pinched nerve. I don't even know where. I'm just, and by the way, I don't even know if it is a pinched nerve. I just like the my right side, like my arm will fall asleep like when I'm sleeping or like I'll get like this burning sensation in my right thigh, which I've read <laughs> is about <laughs> a pinched nerve. But and someone's like, well, you know, go to the doctor and figure it out. I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like when I go to the doctor, they're going to tell me it's AIDS or cancer or something. I, I get the same thing with that. Like I where something's like wrong. It's like I, I there's a part of me. It's like, I don't want to know. I don't want to like, know. I'm fine. Yes, like, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Ex- maybe that's what these guys were like. You know, it's really cold and I'm feeling really sleepy, but. Ah, it's fine. I'm just going to take a little nappy poo. I have a feeling it's probably some kind of like a lock themselves out Hilarious. situation. Like, I would just go to the neighbor or something. I don't know. There's like a million things. It's not like they were locked out in Siberia. They were locked out in a neighborhood. So it is very odd. But I guess I don't know the well, layout of the weather land. Weather can be dangerous. Like people, sure. still, people still die in like the California desert all the time. They, sure. just, they walk off in the wrong direction for a little bit too long and like, it all turned around. Yeah. So yes, I almost know. did that myself at the, I remember I was like in the desert in Joshua tree and I was like, I got to go find some firewood. And I just wasn't going to go very far outside the like cabin area. And I'm walking and I go, Oh, it's easy to get fucking yeah. mixed up out here. Yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Uh, do you have that video by the way of uh, the one you were having up there? There's this, this is a fun video. Now I used to work in morning radio 
And oftentimes when I was in the period of it, it was at the tail end of the like morning radio, uh, like shock jock duos. You know what I'm saying? Zoo crew. Yes. And there was many of these throughout history, you know, Opie and Anthony being probably the most famous one. There's Don and Mike. I worked for a show called the Shred and Reagan show. And all of these instances have on air fights. Shred and Reagan were great. They would, they were adults about it. They were like, maybe they didn't get, they weren't like best buds, but they knew they relied on each other for, you know, financial gain and for the prosperity of their show. So they would like, you know, go behind closed doors and maybe have a little argument or whatever, just get some issues out of the way if they were ever going to do that. Many of these duos that would fight on the air, which make for like (laughs) legendary clips. There's like so many great Opie and Anthony fighting on the air ones, like two or three. Turns out they hated each other's guts for like 20 years and then never spoke to each other off the air, by the way, which is so weird because they were always like, we're the truth tellers. (laughs) You know, we're fucking, we're the ones who, all those other guys are lying to you, but we're the ones that are real. And then turns out they were just like little petty bitches to each other for 20 years. Don and Mike, same thing. They got into huge blowouts on the air. I never heard a duo of a sports broadcast get into fights on the air. And these guys travel with each other. They work together. And I always knew there was some that would be like, you know, having testy relationships, but I've never heard it spill out over into a game until now. Okay. This is great over missed free throws when you got fouled of it. It was crazy. Could I make one point? <laughs> sure can. I just want to say that earlier you had a very patronizing tone towards me. I fully understand what a slip screen is. I've been doing the NBA for 18 years. But the way you presented it initially was gobbledygook. So like the audience, I wanted you to come back and explain yourself. And you then just took a firing line on me, and it was uncalled for. I don't think so. That's exactly what happened. You are overly sensitive to I am not. Did you have a bad day today? <laughs> it's second game of a back-to-back. The it's ride back from Philly, tough. did it like disturb you well, last night? That was two hours with you, which is probably the reason why. I've had enough tonight. They're arguing like a married couple. I know. I was just going to say. like It's hilarious. Have you seen the one that it's not sports, but it's it's newscasters. Mm-hmm. And and like the guy is live. He's remote. And he gets in. Have you seen this? I and don't know. He, and he gets into a tiff with like the person, the oh, newscaster the that's studio? like that's back at the studio. Like, oh, yes. Dog. Oh, my God. This is so good. There's nobody on overtime. There's nobody working on the weekends. There's a lot that could be done to have this done a lot sooner. Well, she lives on the first floor, and so I mean, I don't see. I care about my other neighbors. Well, I mean, so I mean, the pe- the, the it, it was it's scheduled. It's a contracted job. Um, we don't tell the elevator company when when to work their people. They submit a, a schedule to us. They said they could do the elevator in six weeks. So all we're all all we're trying to hold them to to is is meeting their deadline. Um, as far as working, doing elevator repairs six, seven, eight o'clock at night, I don't see that as being a typical process. Nor do I is it a typical process to be working on. I've got to go now. I want to okay. thank you both. Thank you. thank you. All right, it's back to you, Jim. Ali, don't let her go away. This uh, that, that's uh, what does she have a response to that? Is she still there? What's that? Did, did the lady just leave? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. 
We should have, we should have kept uh, that discussion. She's back if you want her. Yes. Yes. What would you like to know? I would like to know a response to what the gentleman said. The gentleman's a very effective spokesperson for the, for the company, but uh, obviously the people who live there are not satisfied with his explanation. Right. So what do you want now? <laughs> well, if I have to teach you how to be a reporter, Ali, I'll do that later. Oh, well, why don't you do that shit. later, Jim? Uh, I think the lady expressed herself, and uh, you're not here, you're there. Would, is there any question you'd like me to ask her? And no, I, I, I'll, I'll give you lessons on how to become a reporter later. Well, I'll on. give you some lessons on how to be an editor because I was your boss once. Yeah, <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, well, I don't Here's Aaron Bildermillo. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's the uh, thing about local uh, news and stuff, too. It's like these um, guys are, they know their jobs are dwindling. It's, yeah. I mean, this is like an olden times one. So these guys probably been in the business for years. And then it's like, don't you tell me how to do my goddamn job. And they're all going to get, by the way, those two men we saw, like that clip is from what, the 90s or some shit? Probably, probably yeah. Uh, those guys got fired or let go uh, literally within five years of that airing, I'm assuming, <laughs> because yeah. that's how it goes. But like when you're in a, in a sports context, those guys, like he was saying, is like on the tail end of a back to back here, you know, like <laughs> they're just on the road together. They're like bickering, like married couples. <laughs> And for it to come out on the air like that is so wild to me, like to be so like to just be unprofessional about it. And then the other guy, I love how the other guy just dismisses (laughs) his feelings completely. He's like, oh, well, I didn't know you're going to be a little bitch about it. Like he was basically like, yeah, fully gaslighting him into thinking he's like, this was not necessary to bring up whatsoever. Oh, oh, my God, Josh, this this is how we can teach men. What gaslighting is? Oh no, we, we know. put it in the right context. <laughs> I think we know. <laughs> I think we know but what it is. You might. You seem like someone that's been to therapy before. Yes, I have. You know, been. but like yes. a lot of dudes, I'm just trying to explain to them. I'm like, oh, this would be a great teaching example of this. Well, is this think- is what being dismissive means? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dismissing feelings. Yeah. yeah. So here, use this as an example. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of the news, let's get to a couple news stories before we. Wrap things up here. Ooh, this one was sent in by Jonathan Morell. This is another uh, instance of a potential murder. It's a murder. Do you get? Do you you like true crime stuff, right? But do you? I I do. Yeah. I, I have a. Have I, a have a, I have a. I have a rejoinder. For... I do. That's. <laughs> Our lay, our patron saint, Miss uh, <laughs> Olivia Benson. Now this uh, headline reads: Tech CEO dies at gala. I don't know what the gala is, but uh, Sanjay Shah, fifty-five CEO of suburban Chicago tech firm Vistex, died in a shocking fall in front of hundreds of attendees during the company's twenty-fifth anniversary celebration. Uh, at a movie studio stage in India. The video of the bizarre accident... Do we have video? We don't have video, do we? I can try to find it. A video of the bizarre accident shows Shah and uh, Raju Datla, the company's president, being lowered in a faux hot air balloon spewing decorative sparks when a cable holding the basket gave way and the two men plunged about 20 feet to the stage below. So it was like an Owen Hart situation. This guy just like they were doing a bit yeah, and then the cable broke, and then everyone's like, "Yeah, oh boy, oh boy." 
Uh, Shaw died from his injuries while Datla Oof. remains in critical condition. So I don't, I'm still trying to like picture well, they had a fake hot air balloon. Well, cause you know, like these, so these like corporate events, like yes. this is the thing now. Okay. Is, is like that. So here's everyone, comedians, actors, CEO, everyone mm-hmm. wants to be a rock star. Yes. That is what everyone wants to be. Very right? much. So, except rock stars. Yeah. They want to be comedians. Which I was like, oh, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> so and and so it's and because of social media and the proliferation of of video and all the things, mm-hmm. right? The demand for spectacle. I so see. these CEOs, like they'll have these big conventions or these these seminars or you know, com- community building or you know like whatever they're doing. Yes, and it's this and like you see from the photos, you know, like the the sunglasses and the suit and it's. And so it's not uncommon at these events, these corporate events, to have these really elaborate kind of intros. So you think they do it all for the gram? Well, it's it's that it, because the, part of corporate culture to make people not think about the fact that late stage capitalism is failing and that their lives have become a, a black <laughs> hole, like that, like like their sadness has actual atomic weight at this point. <laughs> like in order to forget that, right, mm-hmm. you have to pump them up like, you can have this too. And like, we're a team and we're changing the world. And like, look at all the sparkly things and look at all the, <laughs> look at all the pump and all the this, like you're a rock star. Yes. You know, want, it's, yes. yeah. So they it's, it's, clout. So it's for them, and it's also part of the cult of corporate. Oh boy, is that it right there? I I, I think we found the video. Oh my lord! I don't even know what I'm looking at here. Can you? I think describe that's the it? stage, and I think that's the like faux hot air balloon thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is a full on Owen Hart situation. Yeah, and I th- think. Oh, the- oh, oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Oh. It tilted over. Ooh. Folks, the tilted over and he died, as you heard on the story. Um, was that a picture of him above that you had uh, or before? I mean, I, I thought I saw him there. That's, yeah, that's him. Oh, that's him there. I thought it was the one oh, with man. all the like uh, the garb on. I was going to ask how many of those guys are in your DMs. No, there was a thing. That was a thing with an uh, emirate. Uh, one of the United oh, they Arab spoke about a- it afterwards, Emirates, or he had some legal trouble with the UAE. Yes, I'm, I was seeing that here. They were going through his history. And so maybe some people think that there was a hit out on the man. Um, you know, they cut the cord and ooh, we'll have to oof. wait and see. But I thought that was a interesting thing coming in from yeah. Jonathan Morrell. Are, are we like, are we not going to talk about Megan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj? <laughs> oh, what happened with them? <laughs> oh, Please educate me on God. Megan the Stallion. Is that a news uh, topic? So, oh, Nicki, they're fighting with each other, well, right? But like, but it's news for, for like, there is very particular things. Okay. So, Megan the Stallion yeah. put out a song called Hiss. Okay. And it Is that can, the one where you're a shit but not the fart or something? No, or no, 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 no. That's Ice Spice. Oh, my bad. Okay. Uh the main line was I think it was like like y'all hoes ain't mad at Megan, you're mad at Megan's law. Which was a reference to Nicki Minaj. Her husband is is a registered sex offender, Ooh. and her brother was recently sent to jail for raping his stepdaughter. Ooh. So uh, anyway, so and it's like the bars are solid. Like this, like like bar for bar, this song is. Okay. And she she didn't just come for Nikki. She she's kind of she's coming at a bunch right. of people. She and did she, the Cat Williams. Uh, yeah, sort of tactics. Uh, it basically, it's the yeah. it's the Cat Williams of hip hop. Is kind <laughs> yes. of what happened. Like so, she does that. 
What has been newsworthy is that Nicki Minaj then, and she didn't call her up by name. Okay. But like people figured out who she was talking about. For like 72 hours straight, Nicki Minaj was on Twitter, on Instagram Live, like just basically having a, like a spiral. I mean, it's just, I guess it's like I, my my joke was, I guess now we know why there's been an Adderall shortage. Like, <laughs> so uh, she did she write bars back? She did. And it's horrible. Hilarious. It's well, that, really here's bad. The thing. If I was tasked to then like say someone made a diss song about me or what have you. <laughs> I would just comment on it. I wouldn't need to write a song about it because it's not going to live up to the other song. You know yeah. what I mean? I guess Eminem kind of did that. I mean, I'm aging myself now, but like, didn't he, who was it? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly was like talking shit about how Eminem's old or whatever. And then Eminem just was like, he wrote like an acapella rap. That wasn't that long ago. That, that was smoked like, him. that was like, I guess that's true. That wasn't that, was like that long five, ago. Five, six years but that's my reference. Yeah. I'm like, Eminem did something like that back uh, in my no, but day. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, but what's crazy is like the way it devolved. So um, Nicki Minaj, her fan base, they're called like the Barbs. Okay. And like they were going so far as to post the address of the cemetery where Megan Thee Stallion's mom is buried. And, we're, and we're saying that they should like dig up her body and oh like do God. like I mean just Salt like burn it or whatever just like <laughs> like it's just yeah, like like, well, I, it, like it put me in mind of of how toxic fan bases have become mm. like and I, I was like if you would have like another really toxic fan base is um young adult literature <laughs> what's like that the, the, like books YA yeah like um uh the the movies that made Jennifer Lawrence famous. Oh, like uh, the, Hunger Games. the Divergent. Games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I said the Divergent. So, I am bad. No, that's, so, that's also a thing. Folks, stuff, I have a migraine like today, and yeah. I'm not firing on all cylinders. I'm like, the Divergent series. No, like, so, so, uh, I see what you're young, saying, though. The, Those like, the, things, the Harry world, Potter. The world of young adult, like yes. the authors and the readership, like super crazy toxic. Yes. And uh, true crime, like podcast stuff, that fandom tends to also be like super toxic and if you had told me like 10 years ago like there's gonna be these like f things that become like social media kind of like black pits like sure. viper pits and you told me it was gonna be young adult fiction <laughs> and true crime well what i'd be like like what like teenagers and people interested in justice i think like, at the end of the day though that's like time like do you know what i mean <laughs> i well i think at the end of the day like anything with a massive fan base has deep, dark corners to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we saw that with like Bernie Sanders. I mean, like people tried to be like the Bernie bros or whatever. It's like anything with mass popularity is going yeah. to have shitty factions to it yeah. that could very well be very vocal and, uh, and rise up. And it's like, it's literally anything with a, like, I mean, as, when I was on your mom's house, you know, there, everyone was seemingly like when I first got there, and it was at a certain place. It was very popular, obviously. It seemed like a very like uh, cordial fan base. Everyone was supportive and everyone was really cool and yeah. like artistic and stuff. And then as it grew, you even started seeing like toxic people in that. And it's like, yeah, it's just anything with mass popularity. I bet Elvis had like shitheads being fans, you know what yeah. I mean? Or whomever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's just anything that gets wildly popular. Taylor Swift has people like, you know, in her honor making death threats to people you know what i'm saying yeah like, yeah it's really wild i think uh the pandemic and social media and everything else i i think we're getting to a place of this kind of bottleneck where 
people's ability to kind of tolerate the toxicity yeah. is starting to like go down. Like people are like, well, where are you going from Twitter? And and I'm like, I think a lot of people are going nowhere. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're just stopping. They're just turning off yeah. the babysitter. <laughs> yeah, they're they're stopping, and because it's it's starting to reach like that terminal velocity right. of like it's just too much. Yes. Like the Trump election, or that we're about to go into an election yeah. year, and uh, people are like, oh, you're you're mad like Trump, and I was like, I'm like. I've been through eight years of like that. Yeah. Like, like, so no, it's almost it's like, hack at this point. It, yeah. To, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, actually not really. Like I like, like I, I like I already, I already know how to tune it out. Like none mm. of it, none of it, none of it pops anymore. Right. <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? I have a sex worker story here yeah. or one yes. where this is kind of a different uh, Bentown one. Yes. A Saginaw man found himself in jail after calling 911 to report he paid a prostitute for a service and she was unwilling to provide it. Have mm. you ever heard of such a thing? Oh, never. Where they call, <laughs> never. where someone man is like, uh, yeah, uh, 911. Yeah, I hired a hooker and uh, she won't eat my ass and I paid for that. Can you go, can you get an officer over here? Please. Yeah. I don't know what that, if that's the specifics we can find out. A 34 year old man placed a call at 7.52 a.m. On a Saturday morning, requesting police to his residence, uh, according to Saginaw Police Detective Matthew Jarreau, the man said he had paid a woman ten dollars, a whole ten dollars, for a sex act. Now, did this did this take place in eighteen oh five? No, it was here in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, and she decided not to uh, take him up on that sex act, even though she took the the money the man told police he wanted his money back oh my <laughs> lord sir this is disgusting i mean she did the right thing it's, it's, it's uh, pathetic ladies, to be like give me that ten dollars back ladies ladies whether you're a sex worker or not if a man hands you a ten dollar bill and asks you to do anything but put it in your pocket <laughs> uh, i don't even know if i could get uh, a woman to say hello to me for ten dollars uh the correct response is to take the money and then leave. Yeah. <laughs> like because uh what he paid for was the time that you spent listening to uh that joke. Yeah. That <laughs> was very unfunny. The you fact know that I mean? she was like, at his house. Like, that's just her coming to the door, I feel like yeah, it's ten dollars. Like I don't know if this man knows what going rates are these days. Certainly, I, yeah. I don't either, but certainly not ten dollars, I'm gonna <laughs> guess. I have no idea, but I would venture to guess. Not $10. The 24-year-old oh. woman was still present when officers arrived. I'm sure she was like, yeah, call the cops. Let's see what happens yeah. to her. <laughs> there was no physical altercation between the man and the woman. So they're just sitting there waiting for the police. And he's like, I'm going to get that $10 back. Oh, here's what. It's it's a little depressing, but it's a Florida man story. Oh, I are, love we, are, are we down for Florida man? Please. Florida man. Yeah. Uh, shoots three women after... Trying to date his own daughter and her refusing. Huh. So, um, Michael Was his Banks, daughter a yes. prostitute? No. Yikes. So, this guy, right, uh, had, okay, so this guy had previously been uh, incarcerated for beating a pregnant woman. Oh, boy. Uh, that was 17 years ago. The Ooh, pregnant boy. woman he was beating was the mother of his daughter. Okay. So that daughter is 17 now. Okay. And uh was living with him, his <laughs> mother, and his girlfriend. 
Okay. So it's his daughter, right? Got it. It's okay. some of these so people. So he who have- starts talking about that he's told his daughter, "We should, you should be in a romantic relationship with me, and you shouldn't uh, date other men." And she was like, "What?" <laughs> and then she like was so she was like in a, the bathroom, like taking a shower, and his mother, his own mother, and his current girlfriend were like, "You need to like leave, like." You're weird. And he <laughs> He has out. a girlfriend, by the way. Yeah. This is what's so odd to me. So he not only like did he have pulled, a wife, but a out, girlfriend. Pulls out, so he pulls out a gun. He shoots his own mother. Oh, my God. He shoots his girlfriend. And he shoots his daughter, who, like, hears the gunshots, runs out, gets shot in the leg. The um, I believe the girlfriend and the daughter are are alive. And they're, okay. Uh, I believe it was his mother uh, passed. Boy, she oh did boy. Not survive. Well, I guess she kind of is. If anyone deserves it, she did because she gave birth to that monster. Like, <laughs> I don't know if we're trying to look at any bright side, but it's crazy. This man not only had a woman that made love to him to create a child, but then a girlfriend after that. And he wants to have sex with his daughter. Oh, it's no. incredible his, his, to me. His mother, his mother and his daughter uh, survived. It was his oh. his uh, his partner. His the the lady that I, I, I'm assuming that was like his yeah the lady like that his, still dated him despite all of this. I, I I don't imagine he's he started on the dating app saying by the way seventeen <laughs> years ago I was arrested for beating my pregnant partner. Yeah, but I, there's I, signs. I, I'm sure he didn't lead with that. There's so. signs. There's enough. <laughs> there's enough uh, evidence there where someone would be like, mm, this guy seems weird. You know, like girls get the ick. You know, this lady. Yeah. This lady had none. Can't well, uh, abide I mean, such idiocy any longer. No, this man. I can't believe it. Sometimes, you know, you find out these people, they, you're like, how did he have that many women in his life? I wonder what it's like Pretty to be someone that has the same name as someone that's done horrible things. Like, to be named like Scott Peterson. It's gotta be like, tough. Do you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you're like, not that one, I'm afraid. But yeah. uh, I guess the, the thing of like not being in jail would be the, the telltale <laughs> sign. Yeah, like there's gotta be some tough names out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You'd probably change it too at some point, you know? I would, I would, like, I wonder sometimes, like, especially when someone just becomes such a huge story for something really horrible. Yeah, I would change it's my like, name in yeah. a second. Yeah, like if my name was Jerry, there's a, there's a broadcaster for the Baltimore Ravens whose name is Jerry Sandusky. And, but he spells oh, it with man. a G instead of a J. So it's like, I don't know, man. Oh, I would change my name. <laughs> That's tough because he was famous though first, you know. Wait, so. what? Florida man choked to death after winning roach eating contest. Yeah, Autopsy that's the shows? other story we had today. Uh, you know, the roaches out there uh, sent this bad boy in more than one occasion. Uh, Jefferson Alley, though, we'll give him some credit. But a Florida man choked to death after drowning uh, d- or downing, excuse me, dozens of live roaches to win a contest. <laughs> what kind of contest are we doing? Uh, the grand prize for this contest, a python. <laughs> so it was like, oh my! So it's you know like, what? You want a python? You got to be a python. <laughs> I mean, Edward. Ar- like we've got to be in the Matrix because that, like, that's great TV writing. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like <laughs> we have to be in the simulation. Well, where did they have this? See, Edward Arkbold, thirty-two of West Palm Beach, Florida, died as a result of asphyxiation due to choking and aspiration of gastric context, according to mm. or contents, according to the report. Yeah, because they're live and they're in there and they're like. Sk-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t
going around in his guts. It said his airway was obstructed by roach body parts, which caused him to not be able to breathe. There was a flap called the uh, epiglottis that is supposed to stop objects from going into the lungs. You know, we've all heard of that. Unfortunately, it doesn't always work. In the video, you could see him trying to swallow and breathe at the same time. And we can't do both simultaneously. Lab tests for drugs came back negative. It's been ruled an accident. It's hard to even think about, says Kim Crawford, co-owner of Bush Canvas and Interiors, where this man worked for four years. That's that's sad when they were like, we got a, we need a loved one to interview for the story. Oh, there's no one. Let's go to the uh, canvas and interiors place he worked. Uh, Crawford described Archbald as smart, as a smart, good, good guy. guy. He was really good friends to people. That's something. <laughs> this is stuff that someone who doesn't know you says about you. He's like, this poor woman is like, what's going on? Oh, the oh, guy wait, that wait, I wait, worked wait, wait. with Did died? She, and it said, we're going to hang pictures. And new scopings um, of the accident in the main office? <laughs> yeah. New, uh, it says she said a photo of Archbold and news clippings of the accident still hang in the main office. Oh, that's nice. It's just a tragedy that we are going to hang in our office. Oh, he also ate. Okay. Archbold died after downing the bugs as well as worms. Yes, it was a contest at Ben Siegel <laughs> Reptile Store in Deerfield <laughs> Beach, about 40 miles north of Miami. I don't know, guys. If you're going to have a contest out there, this is the thing I learned doing radio too. It's like we used to have people do do contests where they, you know, yeah. potentially could get hurt or they. I remember we had people snort fruit fly. I mean, just wild <laughs> shit. But eventually, what happened, you see, is up in uh, somewhere in the, I think it was the Pacific Northwest, either Seattle or Portland, a woman died from drinking too much water. There was a don't break oh, the yeah. seal type contest. I forget what they called it. We for we, I believe it was called. And uh, it was for the gaming system, the Wii. And it was oh, like, God. don't Wii. If, if you piss first, you're out. So people were holding their piss, piss retention. And a woman poisoned herself from drinking too much water. And she drowned. So those contests, out the window, gone forever. Apparently, the Deerfield Beach uh, Ben Siegel Reptile Store didn't get the memo, though. And I'm sure they had people sign waivers, which eventually will not yield anything other than lawsuits because those waivers don't do shit. But he became yeah. ill shortly after winning the contest. So he was like, I won! Oh, I don't feel good. And then he collapsed in front of the store. He was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. About 30 people ate the insects, but authorities said none of the other contestants became ill. He probably just went so hard. <laughs> he was like, ah, bah, bah, bah. It's just imagine? like, like, where were the roaches like sourced from? Oh, you know, because they're a reptile store, they probably get batches of them because they feed them to the animals, you know? They probably can, like, you know, call them in. I need a bucket of roaches. You know, I don't even know. Also, I'm sure there is, like, ones that are food for the reptiles, and then there's ones that they sell because, you know, they have those, like, the hissing roaches. Yeah, exactly. The huge ones. Like the scarabs. Yes, exactly. So I don't know that they were that. But also, I feel like when you're eating live bugs, you know, well, sometimes like you see like a daddy long legs or something. If it's like leg comes off, it's like still twitches, you know? So is this guy like chewing them and they're like in his body, like moving around and shit? I don't know. It's Have you ever eaten an insect? Never. Oh, I've, I eat, I've eaten crickets before in Mexico. Oh, have I had a cricket? I yeah, might like have they, had like they a, deep fry them. You know so what like I take had? crickets, they deep fry them, and then they usually serve them with tequila. And like yes. you pop the crickets, they crunch, and then you, you toss it back. And I like, had a protein bar. 
made up of like ground crickets. Yeah. This is like dystopian shit that people are inventing (laughs) because they're like, well, you know, when we run out of food, we'll have to, I'm going to start manufacturing cricket protein bars. Well, I mean, in some, in some areas, I think in like Africa and Asia, that is as part of the the diet, yeah, like, and, and, then, and it, yeah, it does. It, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, it like it does have. Um, I just like I always tried it food at new places. So I was in Tulum, and someone offered, and I was like, sure. And like when I was in Peru, um, I ate um, was it guinea pig? Yeah, oh. guinea pig cooey. Yeah, yeah. Because I like I, I kind of feel like you know, like when in Rome, you should kind of just give it a shot. Now that's a rodent, right? Yes. So I'm trying to think, do we eat any other? I guess rabbit I've had. Is that a rodent? Yeah. No, we've had this conversation. It's not. It's its own thing. Rabbits are... Lupin. Not rodents. Yes, there's something else. But yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I'm going to check out when we start doing insects and rodents like on a regular basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I'll go. If I'm in the culture, I'll try it, whatever. But if it's like I have to go to Trader Joe's and get like a hamster, I'm going to be I'm out. I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm not like a big meat person. I eat meat, but like I like even just regular meat kind of grosses me out. So like chicken can gross me out. Yes, exactly. Like, like, you know, like. Let's just say if there was no more meat, I'd just go to vegetables before I'm eating. uh, Yeah. Rats and shit like that. Yeah. Well. Sovereign Sire, thank you so much for Thanks coming for into the me. Roach Motel today. That's what we call the studio. Uh, no one's eating any here. All of them are. Hopefully, we just don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the Roachies next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just going to be out and about. Please, again, plug everything and anything where oh, people can find yeah. you, where they can watch you and everything. Um, You can... Listen to my podcast, Ill Repute. It's anywhere that you podcast. It's also on the YouTubes. Uh, that is the main thing. And if you go to my site, SovereignSire.net, it has links to like my Substack and Patreon and nice. all like all the social media, like all the things. But it's my name is it's pretty yes. singular, so <laughs> <laughs> chances are that's me. If, if you're on Instagram or Twitter or something like that, like uh, it's probably me. <laughs> I mean, don't say that necessarily. It could be a bot, right? Or like a fake. Well, usually the bots those? or the fakes will pretend they're a normal person. Ooh, okay. So they'll be like, I'm I'm Amanda. I'm Mott Maddie. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Well, folks, you can find me again this weekend. Las Vegas Wise Guys. Pleased to be buying your tickets. At Josh underscore Potter on Instagram. At J underscore Potter on Twitter. Other than that, again, look out for DC in May. Nashville. Huntsville. We got uh, Tacoma. We got a bunch of stuff that's not on sale yet, but once it is, I will definitely let you know all about it. Keep your eyes peeled to the links so you can find out all about it. Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. Patreon.com slash The Josh Potter Show. All the links for everything can be found right in the description of the episode. Keep rating, reviewing, subscribing, and we will see you next week right here on The Josh Potter Show. (laughs) 